Welcome to episode 56 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play Crackdown. As always, if you want to chat with us, join our Discord. You can find the link to that on our website at leftbehindgame.club. In anticipation of the hot new release of Crackdown 3, we played Crackdown 1 and talked a lot about our favorite open world games. Mike got nostalgic, and I just got mean. Do I say Grand Theft Auto San Andreas? Because it's probably the open world game I've spent the most amount of time in. That doesn't um, surprise me at all. I, I can picture young Michael Ruffalo with his PS2 just sitting in the basement, um, probably with a really bad haircut, just going, man, I love this game. You know, you got three quarters of that correct. The only difference <laughs> was that I, I had a, an Xbox and I played it on that. <laughs> You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCourt, and today I have one friend with me. Uh, you know him. You love him. His name is Michael Ruffalo. I'm really excited to talk about a mediocre game, Jacob. Oh, boy. Here we go. So you might notice uh, this is our first show uh, doing a two-man show. Uh, Mo doesn't have an Xbox. <laughs> it's as easy as that. So um, we're going to go through Crackdown for the Xbox 360, developed by Real-Time Worlds, published by Microsoft Game Studios on February 20th, 2007. Michael Ruffalo, bring the fire. Okay. Well, I, th- I think the first and most important thing to recognize is that the reason people bought and played this game is because it had the Halo 3 demo slash beta packed into it. And and in and at that point people were you know, we were in peak Halo, I think. You know, Halo 2 was the game to play online. Um Halo 3, I think, the first big uh Halo on the Xbox three sixty. So there was a lot of hype. People were willing to do anything they could to get their hands on it. And clearly they bought a lot of copies of this game. A hundred percent. So timeline, Xbox 360 comes out in November of 2005. And then this game drops, you know, about 18 months after that. Um, and originally, here's a fun fact. It was an Xbox, like an OG Xbox game when it first started ah. development, which makes sense given the timeline. That makes a lot of sense considering the gameplay. Oh, boy. Um, I want to read a quote uh, from Game Informer that kind of kind of like sums up my feelings about the game incredibly well. Um, it's a one-line quote that says, The experience basically boils down to the Incredible Hulk thrashing about in a kiddie pool. You have so much power and potential, but it's set in a shallow frame. Michael, do you agree? I... Kick, kick, off, kick off this your feelings about this game. Let's just go. Rip off the band-aid. Okay, so I think that's a great quote to start this out with. Uh, for a couple of reasons. I think the first is that highly, highly mimics or explains my experience with the game. There, This game I was pretty much over with once I completed uh, the, the, the Spanish-speaking gang, um, Los Muertos or something like that. Um, I don't know about you, but I got bored of the gameplay loop very quickly. And once you understood how to game the game, it was pretty smooth sailing until you just hit brick walls of too many characters shooting at you and not enough precise shooting. Did you find that? Uh, Yeah, so... (sighs) 
it's a third person shooter um, in an open world sandbox. And like you said, the city is subdivided into like three main areas around um, the agency tower. So in the game, it's set in the city's called Pacific City, and you are, you know, a biological, um, like a biologically enhanced agent uh, called Agent. And <laughs> as you go through the game, uh, there's a little voice in your ear that gives you directions about, you know, which kingpin you need to take down uh, as you go. But as you go, you have five key attributes that you continue to develop as as you go. So um, those are kind of your agility, your driving, your shooting, your explosives, and your your physical ability or your your wonderful roundhouse kick that you use often. So really the gameplay loop as you've identified is, you know, get get better uh, by using a diversity of different killing uh, mechanisms, uh, skills for kills agent, as the little <laughs> voice in your ear would say, uh, and then taking down these kingpins. There are about 20 of them subdivided into the three gangs, so you'll take down, you know, six or seven or eight um, on each island and then take down the main kingpin and then that's it. Uh, rinse, repeat. It's a very, as you've stated... Rinse, repeat um, is the perfect tagline for this game. Yeah. Yeah. It's It shouldn't be called Crackdown. It should be called Gargle... Up. Yeah. Rinse, repeat, because you're not only cleaning <laughs> up the streets, but rinse, repeat is also the gameplay loop here. There, yes. There's very little variation. Um, you know, I, I don't know what your strategy throughout the game, Jacob, was, but my strategy essentially boiled down to I'm going to find the absolute best weapon I can. I'm going to bring it back to uh, a, a safety point or a, a supply point, and I'm going to continue to load into an area and throw as many grenades and use this giant LMG that has way too much ammo compared to the other weapons. And I'm going to just shoot my way through this. And as as soon as I would get to I think I think I as soon as I finished the the first island, the first area, I went over to the shy guy area, the shy gen or whatever they're called. <laughs> um I went over there and I made sure that I grabbed the rocket launcher um which has again way too much ammo for what it is. Um, it shoots homing rockets at people and I, I deposited that and my combo of a concussion, no, not concussion, cluster grenade, um, this rocket launcher and this giant LMG just made rolling through bosses way too easy and not very challenging. The, the only thing that made it more challenging was the amount of enemies that they threw at me. And, and that didn't add like complexity to the gameplay. It just made it more frustrating than anything. Yeah, and, and a lot of the time, like you said, there was no skill that was involved. You would just literally brute force your way through a hallway or uh, a building or even an open area to take down the king, the kingpin, who would just be like an enhanced version of one of the foot soldiers. Like instead of having one bar of health, it would the, this kingpin would have four bars of health and. You could really, if you got to the kingpin, like the challenge was getting there. But whenever you got there, like guaranteed kill every time. It was so easy. I, I totally agree. It was so easy to to crush the kingpins, especially if you had a rocket launcher or a grenade, because you could just throw it at them or shoot it at them. 
they would catch on fire, they would be knocked over, uh, and then you just unload uh, another clip into it. And when they start getting back up, you shoot them again with a rocket launcher. Um, it, it was just... The game was broken the second that you got this uh, this rocket launcher weapon. Can I tell you exactly what my loadout was? Yes, please. What what did the, you use? The same as yours. Ex- <laughs> exactly the same. Now, I didn't discover the homing missiles until literally the final uh, fight against Wang, uh, no. the final kingpin. I didn't realize that there was a homing one, but I still utilized the um, the rocket that didn't home and didn't have five rockets in the chamber. Right. But still, it was incredibly effective like in order to take down groups of enemies at a time. So and you played it on hard mode. Um, actually, what mode did you play it on before I make a comment about what mode you played it on? I played it on the, the first difficulty setting. Okay. So I, I I think this might explain why I was more frustrated with it than you were. I played it at the medium difficulty setting, um, yep. even though it sounded a little bit more intense than what a medium or normal might normally be. Okay. Um, and yeah, I got frustrated with it because the only way that they added complexity was throwing more characters at me. Um, but I, I thought it was incredibly boring. Uh, once you got the weapon that was like the ideal loadout and ideal combo, which is like evidenced by the fact that you use the exact same thing as me, um, mm-hmm. that it was just too much of a cakewalk. It was too easy. Now, I, I just want to kind of take a like a, a fork in the road here and ask you a question. Now, if I said that, do you know who David Jones is? I don't. Tell me about it. Okay. Him. So David Jones is a Scottish game developer who um, has like three really big credits to his name. Um, the first is Lemmings. Um, but the second game, which actually makes a lot of sense considering how Crackdown plays out, he actually created Grand Theft Auto as well. No way. Really? Yes. Yes. So David Jones, who worked on the original Crackdown, um, his credits include, like I said, Lemmings, Lemmings 2, um, but Grand Theft Auto and Grand Theft Auto 2. Now, have you played the top-down Grand Theft Auto games? I have. Okay. So that's that's a little bit different for me you know, in terms of path forward to, to crack down. Cause I was assuming you meant grand theft auto three, the three D mm. version. No, he had nothing to do with, uh, you know, he did come out with space station, Silicon Valley. That was another one under his belt. Um, but he was the top down only. Gotcha. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, do you see a lot of parallels between the, between those games and Crackdown? I, I actually do. Like I, I wonder about, um, you know, I think about the timeline in my mind after playing through, uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto 2, and that game is literally like, get out of your car, there's people on the street, but it's it's very, like, gameplay focused, and I'm imagining in my world, uh, or in my mind, like, David Jones going like, we're going to make a 3D Grand Theft Auto and have it be a game like Crackdown, where, you know, and, and not, not the shoot shots, but like... Grand Theft, Auto, uh, Grand Theft Auto is a very densely um, populated game as far as things to do and people, but I felt like Crackdown, despite there being a lot of things in the world or people in the world and cars, it was a very like sparsely populated game. Like It didn't feel like a real world. It felt like a toy box. Yeah, I, I definitely get that sense. I, I didn't find that the characters in the world reacted normally the you know the world of pacific city seems like it's just in utter chaos from the moment 
you're dropped in there and you just find people walking the streets like nothing's nothing's crazy that's happening and meanwhile there's gangs that are just casually getting out of their car just because you drive by that would just start unloading and just mowing down citizens um so i didn't find the world to be that realistic i don't know if i should hold it against the game because it was an early xbox 360 title and i think the things that the game does well are outside of the world building and that's really the the sense of you know being the hulk as you said in that opening quote of just being able to jump huge distances and throw heavy objects and um you know be a force to be reckoned with in the world Mm -hmm. did you play prototype I did. It's so funny you mentioned that because when I was playing Crackdown, I was like, oh, now I understand what the precursor to pro- for, for Prototype was. This is like a less good feeling version of Prototype. <laughs> it, it's a different because Prototype had, I feel like more, and I hate to use the word jank, but like it had more jank than this game, but this game still has jank. And I, I like good jank more than, uh, you know, just as much as the next guy. But I felt like the jank didn't really pay off as much as it would in Prototype. Yeah, I, I if, felt... If that proto- makes any sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like, Prototype, to me, paid off really well on, on the premise. Um, it delivered. Um, so I, I, I loved my experience with Prototype. And, and to be fair, like, I know I've been a little bit harsh on Crackdown so far, but... I enjoyed moments in Crackdown quite a bit. It was only when I felt I needed to progress the story forward by completing a different boss that, you know, it really did feel like a slog. It felt like a grind. It didn't feel fun. Mm-hmm. So what what were your favorite parts? You know, we've been, we've been poo-pooing on this game for a little while. What is your... What do you like about Crackdown? So, uh, you know, I think there are a couple of things that I really liked about Crackdown. One... The clear progression in power as you develop, it's not like you're not powerful to begin the game, but you clearly level up and and develop increased skill, and you can see it in the way that your character interacts with the different mechanics. Your your aim, your reticle starts to concentrate quicker, um, your jump is higher, um, you have more armor, your explosions do do more damage. Those are all things that I noticed, and it gave, it did give a good feeling of progression as I moved through the game. Um, what did you love about it? So the one thing that I remember, because I've actually played Crackdown before, uh, and let me tell you, as someone who played it in 2007 uh, in order to get into the Halo 3 beta, uh, guilt, guilty, guilty, that's me, uh, even though I'm terrible at shooters, but we'll, we'll leave that aside. Um, this game has not aged well, um, but the one thing that I do always remember when I talk you know, passionately about Crackdown, which I don't, I don't know if I'm going to anymore, but uh, was Orbs. And how (laughs) collecting orbs was my favorite part of this game. Just jumping around from building to building, you know, being able to see uh, in the distance those little green orbs uh, and then the little small orbs above them to tell you how much progression you're going to get. Basically, how difficult is it to get to this orb and how much reward are you going to get in order to get this orb? And then also the hidden orbs. So to me... Which ones are the hidden orbs? Uh Uh-huh. So the hidden orbs are these like uh, very gray orbs that usually aren't in plain sight and there are 300 of them to collect. Uh, Those hidden orbs give you skill points in all five of your kind of main attributes 
And like still to this day, like the funnest part for me was going after those orbs. I think I went after almost half of the agility orbs and then I probably got 30 or 40 of those hidden orbs. Uh, even though like by hour five or six in this game, I'm just like, okay, we need to just finish this bad boy so we can talk about it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I need to go back and look at how many of those orbs I got. Um, I loved collecting the orbs as well. I thought that was a, a lot of fun. It was probably one of the highlights, I think, of playing through this game. If you're if you're a collectathon person, um, it it feels extra good to collect these, and I think you're normal collectible. Um, but I found that I got a lot of mine not by going out of my way, but just by Hulk leaping from one building to another and deciding like, oh, they put a little breadcrumb here. I should probably go over here and jump to the next one. Um, because they clearly want to, to point me in this direction or have me look over here. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, did you, now as, as you're jumping, um, you know, some of the boss battles are very like, I would say boring. Uh, but were there any, uh, boss battles that really, uh, like that you really liked? Cause I can definitely talk about one experience I had. You know, there's none that stand out to me as that much better than the other. What about you? What so you, there are some that stand out to you? Which ones? Yeah, so uh the ones that stood out to me uh were there were two of them that I really, really liked. And the first one is uh Olga Romanov. And essentially you have to go and find her in a cave. Um, and to me, it was, it was very memorable because you walk into this cave and it's a cave full of explosives. She's the explosives expert for, uh, one of the gangs. And I had my rocket launcher and I just literally started like throwing rockets everywhere <laughs> and everything around me was just blowing up. And I, I destroyed her like within 30 seconds, but it was just really cool to go, Oh damn, like I'm just wrecking this place blowing up everything i would imagine in 2007 that this game like you know we've played games before that were dated like i think about shadow of the colossus which is our very first episode and one of the things that i always said was this game would have had to have blown minds in 2007 and i feel the same way about the destructibility and crackdown like it must have blown people's minds in 2007 i i'd have to agree like just just going from what people saw on the original Xbox to what they were seeing on the Xbox 360, absolutely agree that this, you know, the level of destructibility, the size of the world, the 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 ways that you can maneuver or you know navigate through it all would have been things that, you know, surprise people. Um in your experience with the boss fight, that just mimics all of my experience experiences <laughs> with the boss fights because Quite literally, what I would do was get an explosive weapon and get as many grenades as I could, and then, you know, just as soon as I see the boss, just target them solely and, and blow them up, um, which, you know, maybe I'm the root cause of my lack of love for this game um, mm -hmm. and the way that I played it, but I kind of feel like there's some onus on the developers to make sure that you're not breaking the game for yourself. Now, I, I hate to, like, call you out, but, like, are there any, like, open world games that you always go to that you're like, man, if, if I had one open world game that I could go, this is the one that I think people should play and why? 
What would it be? <laughs> I can go first to give you time yeah, to think about it. Please go first. Um, I would probably have to either go with the Shadow of Mordor, like that series, or Batman, really? uh, the Batman Arkham series, which I, I know you're probably surprised by that. Yeah. Um, but Did to you me, not hear my it's, guffaw? I, I, I heard your guffaw. <laughs> mostly because of the combat system and because uh, mostly for Batman, like I'm super into Batman. Like I'm staring at the uh, special edition of um, Arkham City right now. Like it's in eyesight along with the Batman cartoon DVDs that are just above that. Uh, so I think it's a, it's a combination of like I really cared about the narrative. I really cared about the world that they built. I really cared about the combat system and it just felt so good to, to move around. Cause if you think back and you go, you know, if, if you were playing games in the early two thousands, Spider-Man two for the Xbox GameCube and PS two was a super dope game. Uh, the combat system was incredibly generic, but the thing that really solidified the game was the movement. And so like, it takes that, it takes great combat, great world, great characters, and so if I had to pick one open world game, uh, I'd probably say Crackdown, you can go back on the shelf, uh, and I'm going to play me some some Arkham City or some Arkham Knight. So, Take out the, the Batmobile and, and we'll be good. That's so surprising to me, because I don't even think of those as open world games. Duh! Um, I, you know, like, you're right, they are open world games, I just tend to think of games that are bigger in scope when I think of open world and you know when you put me on the spot and you said what open world game would you play instead or what is your go to I just had a real moment of debate like do I say Grand Theft Auto San Andreas because it's probably the open world game I've spent the most amount of time in that doesn't Um, surprise me at all no, it doesn't surprise you at all. Are you sure? Are you no, sure? I, I can picture young Michael Ruffalo with his PS2 just sitting in the basement, um, probably with a really bad haircut, just going, man, I love this game. Hey, you know, you got three quarters of that correct. The only difference <laughs> was that I, I had a, an Xbox and I played it on that. Um, but every other bit of that was correct. Um, but for real, though, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was amazing. It was huge and it was big and there was a lot to do in it. But the other game that I'm torn between is, you know, one of the Elder Scrolls games, whether it's Oblivion or Skyrim. I've put in hundreds of hours in those as well. So, you know, I love open world games. And I think that the thing that I love about them is when the worlds are realized in a really, you know, effective manner. And Mm. and you feel like they're lived in and they're real. And there's, you know, a variety of things to do in it. And I I guess the thing that I'm maybe disappointed about in Crackdown now that I I think of it and now that you give me that that thought experiment is that really there's there's not a lot to do here. And and the powers that you develop make a lot of the things that you might choose to spend time focusing on, like, you know, tricking out your car or driving it around the city, um, kind of, you know, useless. It, it, It doesn't deliver much value. It's more of a more of a, a thing that slows you down than than actually helps you out. Did no, you spend I, I, any time with the cars? Absolutely, next to none. Like I, I usually like to fill out my like 
my bars of each attribute if I can. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to try and upgrade my car uh, attribute just a little bit. But those cars are incredible. Essentially, you have to do tricks or kill people in a car to upgrade your car skill. And I got one star on my car skill and I'm just like, I'm not like I'm faster than cars now. So I don't need to, to do this. It was very much <laughs> right? like Saints Row, uh, which if you played Saints Row, the third or Saints Row four, Essentially, like you got to be faster and way more powerful um, than a vehicle could ever be. Um, so, like, why use vehicles? You exactly. don't need it. Exactly. Why would you even offer these guys vehicles if if they were faster to begin with than than a car? You know. Um, yeah. You, so one of the things that you mentioned at the beginning is that your your agent or agent um, agent there. <laughs> you know, I gotta say. That guy's voice is fantastic. He is like a perfect announcer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but but for real, you you said that they're biologically engineered to be agents. Is that correct? Yeah, I I don't know Do if you know they're much like. About that? No, so there's not much like you can tell that this game was developed on a like a tight timeline because there's no like frill on this game. There it is very like there's no fat. It's just like here's what you're doing. There are some side activities which I'm sure you didn't touch. I touched a little bit, but like even the story uh, cutscenes, there are like two real cutscenes, and then each time that you talk to a different or you need to take down a different kingpin, there's like a single little mini cutscene, but within a like a briefing window. Um, so all that I know about you as a as an agent is like the one minute cutscene that starts it, where they're like, you are a biologically enhanced human. Not like a, right. not like created in a, in a lab per se, I guess. Um, but you know, in order to take down um, those three um, crime families, Los Muertos, um, the the Volk, and the Shigen Corporation, um, you as a as a peacekeeper or you with the peacekeepers um, just have to monitor and kill agent. You reminded me how much I enjoyed those little debriefs and then uh postmortems uh no pun intended on the different bosses <laughs> hey. of the gangs um i thought they were so well done i thought i thought they were really great at giving some character to the world and to the people that operated in it and i think the boss battles just kind of were a bit of a letdown um you know after i think they did a really good job setting them up yeah i i totally agree with you um did you play the second uh, crackdown game at all i did not um you know i i kind of felt that anyone who is into crackdown was a victim of stockholm syndrome and trying to justify their purchase of crackdown for the halo 3 beta so i <laughs> didn't tend to give much weight to anyone that really liked crackdown although i've heard you know a lot of good things about it um so when crackdown 2 came out i thought well this is just an, an absolute case of a publisher seeing high sales for a game and saying we need to make a sequel um even though i'm sure a huge amount of those sales were driven by the halo 3 beta mm-hmm. what about you did you play any of the sequels or i guess sequel we we have no. halo, we have crackdown 3 in the pipeline 
You know what? I, I meant to, um, but I, I just never did. I, I remember um, I worked at EB Games, uh, which is the Canadian equivalent of GameStop, uh, back in the days when the original Crackdown came out. So in the years that followed when I was no longer there, I would always like talk to my friends and be like, hey, what's the good deal? Like, What are the deals? And Crackdown 2, which was released in 2010 um, by a different developer, um, Ruffian Games, um, it immediately got like price chopped down to next to zero, and I remember copies of the game were being sold for like four ninety eight or four eighty nine or whatever their pricing is for clearance games. Wow! Very very quickly, it was a very um, uh, I don't want to say divisive. It's not the right word, but. Um, uh, a lot of people didn't appreciate it as much as the first game, and I feel like a lot of what happened with it was um, the the plot was kind of silly, and there was some weird like UV like light stuff you had to do. Like you had to use these UV weapons to take down the freaks that were in the first game because they made up a larger part of the second game, and just okay. a lot of people were like. This is just Crackdown, and it looks a little bit better, and it plays the same, and there's UV <laughs> now. That That's all I took from, like, Crackdown 2. Well, it's funny you say that, that, like, in the sequel, they made the story worse. Because in this <laughs> one, this game's real dumb. Like, I don't know a nice way to say it. Like, it's real dumb. Um, and I guess we can be forgiving, because it seems like it had a tight turnaround and a tight timeline. But so much of this game is dumb. And especially <laughs> the last bit. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about the ending now, but it, it seems like that's the only way you would be able to do a sequel if, you, if you've if you just talked about, you know, um, how you've taken down all of these other gangs. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll give you the ending and, and typically like when you go through an ending of an open world game like it's this big confrontation that leads to the world being altered forever. So I think of something like spoilers, um, <clears throat> excuse me, spoilers, uh, Watch Dogs, right? Watch Dogs ends with this like really epic confrontation in a building that alters the state of the world forever. Uh, if you go and talk about Red Dead Redemption without spoiling things, the world changes. In a, changes in a major way after the events of the final moments of the game. Crackdown, literally, you take down a kingpin in the same way that you've done 20 other times. Mr. And Shy Wang. You, you take Mr. Shy is that, Guy. Is that his name? Is that his, his name full is Shy name? Wang. His no, name, let me just repeat, is you're Shy this up. Wang. I, I snorted. When when they when they gave us the breakdown at the beginning of the game and they're like oh yeah and Shy Wang the leader of the Shy Guy Gang or whatever they're called you take Zhang Wang uh, down and literally they're like okay t- go take down the rest of his of his baddies and you do that and then the game shows you a one minute cutscene where they're like great job agents on taking down all of the bad bad bosses in this world order has been restored and the agency is once again in control <laughs> and then the guy who's been in your ear the whole game is like hey guess what we're actually the bad guys and you just did our dirty work thanks and then that's the end of the game you know, when I was refreshing myself on the ending of this game, I, I I played a YouTube video and you're you're watching me, and my reaction because I <laughs> you know 
I was not prepared for it, was this game is so dumb. Like, it's so dumb. Um, none of it did I buy. None of it seemed like it made sense. Um, it seemed like the most convoluted way to get complete control of a group of people. But whatever. Whatever. So it's a video game. I should be funded. looking at it too seriously. I don't know why I'm giving it the time of day. Yeah. So essentially, like, as you've said, like, the agency funded Los Muertos, funded the Volk, and funded Shai Jen, and, like, let them run wild in the city to, like, create chaos. And then they came to save the day, and they were like, hey, the, the world is only good with our version of order, so, like, now we in charge. And that's that's the game. So um, yeah. I, I think, you know, because we actually played co-op, and I think it's it's one of the last points that I want to talk about, is you and I played co-op on this, uh, I think, two days ago. And you, I think, in your game had, like, what, two two or three bosses left to, to beat? Because um, you've already played the game before, and now you're playing it again. So you had, like, two or three left to beat. And you were like, I'm not going to do this. Like, I'm not, I'm not finishing this game because I've seen it. I know exactly what's going to happen. Um, I, ah, man, talk about like a game that you played uh, 12 years ago, like playing it again and just being really disappointed by how, uh, how much it's aged and how poorly it, you know, holds up now compared to games in this, in our day and age. So for you, it doesn't really hold up then. Look, I, I was having fun because like, I needed a game where, like, I just needed to turn my brain off and, like, I'm just going to go, like, jump around and shoot things. And But even for for that, like, I could go and, and play other, like, Apex Legends just came out and I haven't touched it because I was playing Crackdown. So good. Yeah, and I was playing Crackdown and I'm like, man, like, there's so many other, like, dumb games I could be playing. But instead I'm playing Crackdown, which actually just came out for free. Um, if you're an Xbox One owner, you can download Crackdown. I'm sure they're using it as a promotional tool for Crackdown 3, which comes out um, by the time you're listening to this. It comes out in two days on the 15th of February. Um, but still, like, I can see people getting it for free, playing it for, like, I don't know, maybe an hour, 90 minutes, going like, oh, yeah, I remember Crackdown, and then just that being it. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, one one of the, I guess, last bits that I just want to mention is I had a ton of fun playing co-op with you um and i think it's just the co-op effect of almost every game is better when you play with a friend and and you can just hang out and and shoot the you know just talk about anything while you're playing the game i i would say that i think it's kind of stupid how easy it was for you to kill me when we were on the same team (laughs) because just so that way everyone listening can you know can recount for for themselves um you know i hopped into jacob's game and we were going to take down one of the final bosses and uh, there were some freaks that had cornered me. And Jacob comes over, fights the two freaks off, runs over to me, and kicks me in the head uh, to finish <laughs> me off while he was trying to finish off that last freak. And this happened more than once, which I don't know. You know, Maybe it says a lot about me and putting myself in those situations. But I also think it says quite a bit about you, Jacob, that you, you know, just willy-nilly killing your friendly agents. Um, look, 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 hey, hey, don't, don't use, don't throw willy nilly around. I will not take that because one of them was legitimately an accident. So when I kicked, when I roundhouse kicked that, um, that freak, you just got in my way. 
Um, but the first <laughs> time that I killed you, friendly fire, my face definitely got in the way of was your, your foot. Yes, your face was right there, and I'm just like, okay, and I kicked you in the face. But the first time I killed you, yeah, it's totally on purpose. <laughs> was it really? Well, yeah. Remember we were playing with rockets, and you're like, no, oh, I bet you can't hit me from here, or like, I'm having a lot of trouble getting up this building, and I just found you, and I just shot a rocket at you, and it killed you, and you weren't expecting it. It ah, was great. so you shot a rocket. I didn't know what killed me. You said you were going to try and hit me with a car, and I said, you're not going to hit me because I'm climbing up a building. No, I, I shot a rocket at you. Ah, well, that explains everything. Well, I'll, yeah. I guess I guess the lesson to be learned here is don't play with Jacob unless you're you're ready to be killed. Um, yeah. Jacob the Killer McCourt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want to end this episode off with another uh, small game uh, that I've put together for you? Sure. Let's do it. Let's tackle it. S- okay. So we're not going to the Left Behind Quiz Corner because we are playing a game of This or That, the Crackdown Edition. So I'm going to list off five games for you, um, and I want you to uh, choose one of them. So I'm going to say This or Crackdown. This or Crackdown, and you're going to have to tell me which game you'd rather play um, and, okay. and why. Okay. All right. I, Let's do this. I, I didn't know how you were going to feel about Crackdown, so I feel like I'm going to know how most of these are going to go. Um, but let, <laughs> let me start with one that we've already talked about. Um, would you rather play Prototype or Crackdown? Prototype. Not even close. Prototype's just a okay, much we've more already polished talked- version of this. Okay, um, now we're going to get into the five uh, that I've kind of uh, selected for you here. Um, so the first game uh, is Saints Row. Saints Row or Crackdown? Saints Row. It's got way more personality and character. Okay, um, we're now going to get a little bit harder here. Um, infamous or Crackdown? Uh, infamous, because it is a much smoother game. Okay. Um, the origin, have you played the original Just Cause? Because I'm going to ask you Just Cause or Crackdown. (laughs) I have played the original Just Cause. I did not like it very much. I would rather play Crackdown. Ooh, okay. Did you play the, the sequels to the original Just Cause? I haven't. I, my, my experience with Just Cause has been scarred, even though everyone tells me that, uh, the sequels are a ton of fun, uh, and have some crazy physics systems. Let me add to the echo chamber and say that Just Cause 2 is super dope. Okay, okay. Well, and, and, look, and I, it it's actually, on my backlog. It's on my list. It actually has a lot in common with Crackdown because like, the story is, is literal like nonsense garbage. But the uh, get it on PC, mod it to play multiplayer, and you will have so much fun, I promise you. Um, so I have two more here. Um, we're going to go and uh, ask you mercenaries. The original Mercenaries on the Xbox or Crackdown? Oh, you know, when I was playing Crackdown, I was thinking about Mercenaries. Uh, I think I would go with Mercenaries. I thought there was a a lot of fun there. Despite the thing that sticks with me the most about Mercenaries that still frustrates me is that the A button was the button you used to move vehicles forward. It was the, the gas or acceleration button. And that makes absolutely no sense when you have triggers on a controller. Absolutely. And my favorite part of that game was the deck of cards that you got and basically having to take down like 52 different terrorists uh, that all were part of this deck of cards. Loved it. Yeah, totally. Uh, And then finally, I'm not sure if you're going to remember this one. Um, It's a Namco developed title. 
um, called Breakdown. Breakdown or Crackdown, Michael? Wow, you're taking me back to my Blockbuster video days. Um, (laughs) I remember seeing that game on the shelf and just continuously passing it up because I thought it looked very bad. I have never played this game. Um, So I, I will stick with the devil I know and I will go with Crackdown. Okay. Um let let me give you all that I remember about Crackdown. I oh, sorry, Breakdown. Jeez, see, I'm even confusing them. <laughs> so I I think I own a copy of Breakdown, uh but I think I only played the first sequence of Breakdown and like imagine Breakdown as like a first person fighting and shooting game, so like a precursor to the uh, Mirror's Edge games, but like a a bad like it, it's like ambition couldn't keep up with uh the technology at the time. So all I remember about this game is in the first little while you eat a burger and then you like first person throw up into a toilet. <laughs> and that's wow. all I remember about Breakdown. That's it. So that's I pick Crackdown too. That's you remember? That's the only thing you remember. That's the only thing I remember about that game. <laughs> okay. So I guess now it's turn- my turn to flip the tables. Jacob, which games would you prefer between Crackdown oh. and the ones that you listed? Oh, man. Okay, so um, I started with Prototype versus Crackdown. I would go Prototype um, over Crackdown uh, just because, like, I loved being able to, like, slash people and then having them be absorbed into my body. I thought that was super cool. (laughs) Right, Uh, yes. And then we went with with Infamous. uh, Infamous every day. Uh, One of my favorite, like, top ten, in the top ten um open world games the second one would be uh just because like super into like heroes and the progression and getting powers and being evil uh just cause just cause 2 is great uh, just cause 3 is good uh but the original just cause it's one of those cases again where like the the first game doesn't deliver on the ambition of the team so i would say crackdown on that one uh saints row uh now would the original saints row or or the Saints Row series? Because that, that's a tough question. I would probably I think you say, have to go original Saints Row. I would say I'd Crackdown. Do. Crackdown over really? the original Saints Row. Yeah, You're it's, a crazy it's, man. But man, Saints Saints Row 2, 3, or the third and 4, like I would take that over Crackdown any day. But the first one, like it was a it was more focused on like being a like C-level Grand Theft Auto game. Uh, so I, I I would pick Crackdown just because I love the way the jumping feels and the shooting is kind of fun. Uh, and then okay. I would take Mercenaries over Crackdown. Uh, and that oh, and Breakdown. Uh, I would take Crackdown <laughs> over Breakdown. Really, you take Breakdown over the game that the only thing you no, remember? No, 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 Crackdown. I take Crackdown over Breakdown. Don't get them right. confused. People okay. are just gonna furiously Google like throwing up in toilet first person <laughs> after this podcast. It's uh, trust Amazing. me, it's 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 worth it to just Google throwing up in toilet breakdown uh, Xbox. Uh, it's it's absolutely like it. the first thing I'm going to go do as soon as we're done recording. Uh, so uh, I guess the final question that I want to ask you, Mike, as we wrap up this podcast, um, Crackdown Three uh, comes out in a few days on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, it stars Terry Crews, who I adore. Uh, is it a game that you are going to play? And if so, is it one that you're going to play for a little while or is it one that you're going to see all the way through? Well, that's a very interesting question. I think, I think the first thing I would say is I'm going to, you know, evaluate the game on its merits and, and let, let that determine how long I play the game, but I will absolutely hop in and, and, and test out crackdown two and crackdown three. Um, because there seems to be a lot of hype and a lot of fervor around this 
And I think most importantly, I've seen a lot of people that were disappointed when Crackdown 3 was delayed. So, you know, that has to has to bear some some good news and some signs that there's some real promise to this game. Um, and, you know, one of the nice things about Game Pass is it just lowers the barrier to hopping in and trying something out. As long as you can afford to download it, it's there at your fingertips day one. So mm-hmm. absolutely checking it out. What about you? Uh, you know, I, I'm a big evangelist of the Game Pass. Uh, I, I think it's probably one of the best values in games, especially with the first day, like day one releases. Um I am going to play Crackdown 3 like in the first week it comes out um, because I was one of those people that, you know, threw my arms up when I'm like, oh, Crackdown, Uh, back when it was called (laughs) Crackdown and not Crackdown 3. Um, it has had quite the tumultuous development cycle. Um, David Jones, who was involved in the first game, the creator of Lemmings and Grand Theft Auto we mentioned earlier, he was not part of Crackdown 2, came back for Crackdown 3, but left mid-last year, um, you know, before the game was, you know, getting close to gold. Um, back in the day... It was being touted as like, we're going to use Azure. Remember when they were talking about Azure as the big like thing in Crackdown yes. 3? Distributed like, Azure. Com- computing. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to process all of the destruction on a server somewhere else and then just feed you back the video of it. We're going to do Wild. all the hard calculations somewhere else. Um, I absolutely remember that. Yeah, so, you know, going from real-time worlds to Ruffian for the second game, and now it's being developed by Sumo Digital. Um, I'm I'm really crossing my fingers and hoping that it's going to be fun at least for a couple hours. I will check it out. I'm, I'm, I've got my fingers crossed. Uh, Crackdown 1, though, uh, f- look, if, if you have a copy of it and you want to play it for an hour before Crackdown 3 comes out, great. Otherwise, there are better open-world games for you to play. And I, yep. I know how much we don't like being negative about games, but this is for sure one um, that has not stood the test of time. And I would say, unless you've got a curiosity about it, just uh, you've got better things to spend your time on. Yeah, if you're a completionist, there are better things to be completionists about than hopping in this game. Uh, I could name at least five. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, yes. I think I think if you're going to play it, you don't need to play much more than that first uh, first location, that first area with the Los Muertos. Because um, I found after that, everything was just downhill, the same the same stuff over and over. So that is our uh, take on Crackdown. Uh, Michael, if uh, folks wanted to come in and chat about Crackdown, where would be a good spot to do so? That's a good question, Jacob. You could go to the leftbehindgame.club or leftbehindgameclub.com, and there's a big fat button to join our Discord server where we have a fantastic community of people always discussing not only what's happening with new games, but older games. I think there were some discussions around Crackdown 3 and Apex and, and what's going on these days. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in that and you're interested in really good deals, um, we've got a lot of people who, who hop in and, and drop some really good stuff. So come join come join the group and uh, looking forward to chatting with you. And uh, if you are not on Discord, uh, you can find updates about the show uh, on Twitter at Left Behind Club, as well as on Instagram at Left Behind Game Club. So uh, many different places for you to get your information. Uh, but if you want to provide us information about the show, uh, please leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. It helps a lot. Jacob, where can the people find you at? Uh, I can be found on the interwebs at Jacob McCourt on most major 
major social media platforms as well as jacobmccourt.com. Michael? You can find me on most social places online at RufaloM, R-U-F-F-O-L-O-M, or michaelrufalo.com. And that, my friends, is one less game left behind. Thank you.